Today we begin our emotional eating series to help you with this very, very common problem. We've all done it a lot, but emotional eating does not have to rule your eating habits. We're going to break down what leads to emotional eating and then work our way through a very effective strategy and tool to help curb this behavior. We're going to start today, so stay tuned. Welcome to the True Food Freedom and Faith Podcast. I'm your imperfect host, Cheryl Sharko, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and biblical counselor, here to get real with you, my sisters in Christ. Yep, I'm talking to you who struggle with restrictive food rules, chronic dieting, yo-yo diets, emotional eating, and other issues that consume your life, your joy, and your peace. So get your comfy pants on like I did and get ready for some real talk about this journey, real nutrition information, and some real solutions so you can live a life in true food freedom and faith. You know, I talk with a lot of people who have disordered eating. I talk with a lot of people without disordered eating. I talk to a lot of people that have struggles with their weight, with dieting, with body image that wouldn't realize maybe they struggle with disordered eating or in all kinds of areas in that range. But you know, one thing that almost all people seem to struggle with, it's emotional eating. Now, in case you're not one of the people who are familiar with this term, emotional eating just means when you're eating not because you're physically hungry and your body requires fuel, but as a method of dealing with something else. And contrary to the name, this something else, it actually can be more than just emotions. We are going to begin a walk through emotional eating together using a tool that I have for you called the Guide Through Emotional Eating. So you'll want to download your free copy to work through it with me. You can find it at CherylSharko.com slash emotional eating. The link will also be available in the show notes for you. But again, you're going to want to download your free guide so you can start on this journey with me at CherylSharko.com slash emotional eating. Go through this journey with me as we learn how to break down the causes of emotional eating, how to combat these habits, and how to learn better ways to cope with life when food really is not the answer. Now, to be clear, food is absolutely the answer to one problem hunger. We don't want to think of eating as a bad solution to hunger, as some people have unfortunately learned to. Eating is absolutely the correct solution when your body is sending you signals that it needs fuel to do its job. However, this is the only problem that food is the solution to. Hmm. I've never actually said that out loud before, and you've probably never heard it stated so plainly, but let me just say it again. Physical hunger is the only problem that food solves. That's it. So what else are we using food for? Well, last week, I kind of left you with four questions, and I asked you to seriously consider them. I suggested maybe writing them down and prayerfully pondering them. So let's look at those questions now. First, I asked, what are you trying to calm, fix, ignore, achieve or distract from with food and eating. And then along with that was what thoughts or feelings is eating covering? The next set of questions was what are you trying to calm, fix, achieve and distract from with dieting and weight loss efforts? And what thoughts or feelings are dieting and weight loss covering? 
Now, the second set of questions is asking you to think about why you turn to dieting and why you turn to weight loss as a solution to your problems. Now, that might be a legitimate solution. Your health might depend on it. You may have discovered that you've really been storing a lot of excess energy regularly and you want to reverse this. But this topic we're going to delve into a lot next month. So right now, I'm going to shelve it a little bit and I want to focus on the first set of questions. But even as we're talking through the first set of questions, much of what we're going to talk about this month, it's still going to apply to that topic of dieting and weight loss and your driving motive behind them. So that's why I wanted your mind kind of primed with this question along with the others. So try to apply what you learned this month and through our emotional eating series to your need or your belief of your need for weight loss and food restrictions. Now, I'm asking some pretty deep and probing questions here, aren't I? Yeah, well, that's because the best way forward is really to discover what you're doing now and why. So let's address that first set of questions together. What are you trying to calm, fix, ignore, achieve, or distract from with food and eating? And what thoughts or feelings is eating covering? Well, these are things that we're going to be targeting throughout this podcast series on emotional eating, as well as other things, to help you be able to go another direction and not consistently turn to food automatically as a substitute solution. And we're going to start this by talking about one aspect of emotional eating that these questions address. And we're going to do that right after this quick break. So a lot of things around here are new. We're redoing some things like our newsletter. It's short, snappy, and just giving you the tidbits that you need, the resources, any free resources that come out, they go directly to our newsletter crew. Any behind the scenes sneak peeks of what's going on here, and let me tell you, there's a lot going on here. Let me encourage you to go to CherylSharko.com slash newsletter and sign up to get your free weekly newsletter right to your inbox. Well, welcome back. Now, much of emotional eating is done, whether it's done consciously or more often subconsciously, for the purpose of distracting ourselves. Let me say that again, for the purpose of distracting ourselves, or maybe you'll call it numbing or escaping from something. Food can be a tool that we use so that we don't have to, I like to say, sit under that feeling. You know what I mean by just kind of sitting there and feeling something negative or some reality. Of course, it's completely natural to want to get away from something that's troubling you or something negative. Of course, it's understandable that we don't want to sit in a pool of what feels bad. But food, is that really always the answer? As I said, food is a solution, but really only to physical hunger. So let's talk about what to do and start working through that guide through emotional eating together. Let's start today with five tips to help you look at, address, own, and bring to light the motives and the reasons that you're driven to emotional eating. The more intentional that you are with this, the more freedom you will find in the end. So you'll hear this, I'll I'll summarize it again so you don't have to memorize the points. Hopefully you'll be downloading your own guide and you'll be able to follow along and fill things in as you go. But really take some time with this. 
not just during the podcast, but after. If you want to really have some effective solutions, it's going to take a little bit of your own time and and a lot of effort to undo something that can be very habitual, like emotional eating. Okay, so let's start with our five tips to help you look at, address, kind of own it, you know, bring to light the motives and reasons that were driven to emotional eating. Tip number one. First, do you sense any physical hunger cues? In other words, for some people, is your stomach growling or getting uncomfortable or in pain? Are you suddenly feeling physically or mentally fatigued? You'll want to become familiar with your own physical hunger cues and watch for them. Now, if you do sense the cues of physical hunger, eat, eat, eat with thanksgiving and eat with enjoyment of God's provision to you. Okay, so tip number one, we're looking for those physical hunger cues and if they're even there. Now, number two, if you do not sense the physical hunger cues, then this step is just to stop. The next thing I want you to do is just stop. And if you do this one thing, you are already winning. You are winning. And I mean that. If you just prevent yourself from mindlessly grabbing food before you've even ascertained whether or not you need it or what's going on, you've already broken a huge part of the habit of emotional eating. You already have won a large part of the battle just by stopping. And then when you stop, I ask you to take out your guide through emotional eating and begin answering these questions. And what that does is two things. First, it causes you to stop for about 10 minutes in going through this guide each time. And the passing of those 10 minutes can actually do wonders when you're tempted to eat if you're not hungry. Cravings can dissipate in 10 minutes. Minds can get distracted and onto the next thing in 10 minutes. And if you actually are hungry, it gives those physical hunger cues time to reveal themselves as well. So maybe you are having the beginnings of hunger, but you're not really clear yet. Those 10 minutes will help you understand what's really going on or get your mind elsewhere. The more powerful thing, however, is that while taking those 10 minutes and working through this guide, you will begin to work your way out of that habitual grabbing for food. You'll learn a lot about yourself and what you're actually looking for and then what you can do about it. So stop and take the win. Number three, as the questions you heard last week begin to hint at, we're often trying to escape, escape some thought, feeling, situation, or task by using food. And it's really important for each of us to start thinking in these terms, such as, Hey, what am I trying to distract myself from with food right now? What feeling or job or task or what reality or thought am I trying to escape by eating right now? Am I using food to medicate or numb myself and from what? Now, getting really specific about what you're hiding from or what you're escaping is essential. But don't beat yourself up if you're challenged by this. You know, this takes time, it takes effort, but don't give up, don't give up. The treasure is truly at the end of this hard exercise. Okay, so, so far we have finding out whether you're having physical hunger cues, then we're stopping for 10 minutes to do the exercise. Then we're being honest with ourselves of what we're trying to escape or distract from. And number four, 
One of the things the guide addresses as you work through it is your current environment. That's right. What's going on around you? When you're tempted to eat but aren't physically hungry, look at what's occurring or what's happening around you. Are you alone? Is your space well lit or is it gloomy? Are you struggling with social situation and that kind of anxiety because you're not really a social person? Is something happening or are you doing or watching something that you associate with eating or drinking a particular food or drink? Are you in a fun celebratory social situation? Is it a time of day where you just habitually grab food without thinking? So these are the types of things you'll want to put into your first section of the guide through emotional eating. And you'll see that when you download, there's a space to answer each of these prompts. And then number five, I ask that you look for triggers. As I just mentioned, environment can be a trigger. It can trigger your desire to run to food for different reasons. But there are other things, there are many other things that can cause you to want to turn to eating. These are triggers. And they can include things such as boredom or stress or maybe feeling mentally overwhelmed, like you're doing a big project and you just need a brain break. You know, that's a really common trigger for me. Um, If I get a big project going, I'll want to stop and just go grab food just to get my brain a rest. So I have to watch for that. Uh, Maybe it's an activity that causes you to want food now, like some of those environmental things we discussed. Is there a relationship conflict? Did a particular person just appear and that's causing you to want to use food to soothe yourself? What's the weather? Are you giving yourself food restrictions and moralizing food and saying, this is bad and I can't eat it? Do you have diet mentality thoughts or did you just read a diet message on Facebook and that's making you feel off or guilty or whatnot? Do you have the threat of food deprivation? Maybe there's food insecurity or from diets in the past, or maybe you're deciding to start on Monday and that makes you want to run for food now. And of course, emotions and thoughts absolutely can be a trigger and they can also be a response to a trigger. So we're going to discuss those in much more detail in the next couple weeks. Hey sisters, I have some good news. I wanna get to know you better. I want us to support one another in this process, this journey to food freedom. It can be tough if we're doing it alone, so let's not. Why don't you join me in our private online community? I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can just go to Facebook and search for True Food Freedom and Faith. The and is an ampersand. I really look forward to us getting to know one another, so I will see you there. Okay, so in summary... These are our beginning steps for addressing and changing your emotional eating habits. First, we want to look for actual hunger cues. And if we sense those, we can eat with enjoyment and thankfulness to our great God and provider. If we do not sense any true physical signs of hunger, well, then we want to just stop and take the 10 minutes we need to work through the guide. This alone is a huge win. Third, we want to begin looking deeper to find out what it is that may cause us to want to escape or we're trying to distract from something and get as specific with that as possible. There's a great payoff in the end for that. And we're going to get into that a little more in the weeks to come. Fourth, when you're tempted to run to food, check out your actual environment. What's going on there? What's the mood, the tone, the situation? 
And fifth, like things in our surroundings, there can be any number of triggers that cause us to respond by desiring to eat food and eat it now. So these are just the first five tips we're we're looking at and acknowledging and bringing to light our different motives and triggers for emotional eating. There's much more to come in the next weeks, but we need to start here. And I actually like that there's a week between podcasts because you can take the time to mull these things over, figure it out, work through your own guide. So be sure to tune back in to the True Food, Freedom, and Faith podcast wherever you listen to podcasts to continue on with the next steps in this emotional eating series. Now again, throughout the series, I'm walking you through the free resource, The Guide Through Emotional Eating. So you'll want to download your free copy at CherylSharko.com slash emotional eating or use the link right in the show notes. So come back next week for part two of the emotional eating series. And as you're working through this guide and taking steps to enjoy the good gift of food as it was intended by our Lord, remember in all things to work toward 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. I'll see you next time. Ladies, if this topic or any other podcast episode has been valuable to you, please help me get this information out to others who could benefit from it too by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to the podcast and sharing the episode on your social media. Or you can always come to any of my socials and like, comment, and share that way. This helps other people know it's important information that can benefit them as well. Thank you for helping.